Yo, we are back with the setup that you are becoming familiar with. We're in two different places in the damn universe, but connected via a little dodgy video via our own recording gear. Cam has got the full Keemstar YouTuber mic, and I'm uh, rocking a what bit of a low-key. <laughs> Ooh, what is up, guys? Welcome back to another video. Make sure you smash the like button and hit that subscribe bell to never hit a bit of this video. Uh, you didn't get what I mean. So... Welcome, hello, uh, first time, my name's Bryce Mills. My name's Campbell Walker, and the format of this podcast, if you've never listened, is pretty simple. What we do is we scour the internet for things, content usually, that we think proves that God has died. Now, in this episode, we're going to be talking about how coronavirus has exposed some of the more worst traits of humanity through a couple of cases. Bryce, you've got one? Cam, you know one of my expert topics is pranksters, and they have not stopped despite all the flashing lights around them. You know, you see in um, the eastern suburbs, they've got these big flashing signs that say, stay home, stop living your life as you normally have been. But of course, Cam, clout never sleeps, subscribers don't stop growing, and when it's a YouTuber's life... You've got to be jumping on what's trending. And Cam, I don't know if you've read the news lately, but coronavirus is the trending topic. So we'll dive into that a little bit. And I kind of want to also talk about how that mentality relates to some things I've been observing in my limited outings. So while you're talking about one of your favorite topics, we might talk about one of my favorite topics, which is hypocrisy and injustice, particularly through religious systems. And this is not an anti-religious podcast. Every time I do bring up religion, I feel like I have to say that. I'm just a little bit disgusted when everybody's lost their jobs and some people can still make money off that. Should we just dive right in? Let's go. By the way, everything you want to see visual-wise, I know this is an audio medium. If you're curious as to what this stuff looks like, God is dead, not clickbait is our Instagram. God is dead, case one. Corona clout. I just came up with this shit on the fly, but I think people need to get the hell out of my way, man. Oh, my God. Damn, bro. Somebody call up Ludacris. <laughs> Move. So, basically, I went to... There, uh, I've been I've been staying inside a lot. I mean, I've been having to. I still go into an office and stuff, but I've been, uh, you know, staying at home, as we all have, right? But I'm moving house, and I had to go to IKEA. I had to get a whole bunch of stuff. You never get to go to IKEA, even in non-COVID times. It's always you have to go to IKEA. Well, this is the thing, Cam. I don't think that's true. Oh, there are some people who go there. Oh, my God, man. This is what freaked me out. I think if you're sitting at home, you're... And, and bear with us. This is normally, like... I, I know we're starting with a personal story. We don't usually dive into these, but it will all relate. So, um, you you be sitting at home thinking, man, yeah, everyone must be so bunkered in. It must be a ghost town out there. Then you go to the grocery store and you see a lot of people around and... I haven't, and my grocery stores, they haven't been doing the distance thing. They don't make, like, watch the amount of people that come in. But I think they've been starting to do that now. I haven't been shopping for a little while. Um, But there's people are still up in your grill. People are walking right up next to you. I was on the escalator and this girl, like, walked right next to me. I'm like, hey, you didn't have to do that. That's really weird. But anyway, not trying to be an alarmist. I'm just thinking, wow, why is everyone not doing this stuff? Have I just been racking all that shit in my brain online, reading all this scary stuff, right? Do I live in a news bubble? Of course. It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to self-check. And then um, I went to Ikea and with a mission, I knew what I needed to get, right? But I had to walk through the display things. There's a few things that I wasn't quite sure on. 
And there were people everywhere. Which, look, maybe people are setting up their home bunkers, Cam. But explain this, right? The first thing that set me off was this guy coughed like he had a fucking subwoofer in his chest. Like it was... And then I turn around like, are you kidding, man? And I get it. We have coughs. But come on, man. Know the climate. Christ. I turned to this dude. I'm like, are you serious? And him and his girlfriend, I didn't say, are you serious? I'm just looking at him. And him and his girlfriend are like, oh, check out this hypochondriac. I'm like, mildly true. But, dude, you can imagine. They didn't say it. You know, they're thinking it. I can see it. And I'm like, yeah, come on, man. You can surely understand why I'm giving you like a, a interesting look. Anyway, then I'm walking through. And I felt like some people were truly browsing Cam. Like there was a kid on the display bed and his dad was like, wait, 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 stay there. I'm going to take a video. Why are you taking a video of your kid in the display bed so you can see what he looks like in it to see if he looks good in it? Are you going to buy it for him? Like there's no reason to take a video of the freaking bed. And so that really rattled me this whole trip. I'm like, why is the dad chilling? Why are these people strolling and browsing? I, I I really thought that the world out there, and this is not to encourage anyone to not to stop distancing. Of course, we should still do it. But it just, I honestly looked around and was like, whoa, okay, um, this really is a little different to how I thought it was going to go, you know? It doesn't look like what the news is making it look like. I did read one of those uh, tweets that was like, in 20 years' time, they'll do a nostalgic show about the 2020s or the late late teens, and there'll be a three-episode special dedicated to the coronavirus where they'll massively exaggerate how many people were not on the street. Yeah, there's definitely people running around out there, and of course, get your exercise, but why are you browsing? I was doing this to live somewhere. And then, Cam, it brings me to this other point where... Um, uh, we've had many coronavirus pranksters. Bryce, pranking is one of your favourite topics, so this this makes sense <laughs> that you've found something within the realm. Well, who are the who are the coronavirus pranksters, and what are they doing? It's my specialist topic on like who wants to be a millionaire. Are uh, YouTube pranksters? We have Cam that's got geography, Tyson that has uh, freaking f- food, and Bryce's is pranks. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, there's been some more recent ones, and I just couldn't for the life of me find it, but I did hear about a prankster that was in trouble for an aspiring... I love the, the term aspiring social media star. Oh, no. That's almost as bad as personality. Mm. I don't know what it is the- about that term. I'm just like, oh, we all need to stop and die as a species when mm. I hear that. Or um, the Twitterverse was going crazy about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's just this group of people or like when, when people refer to anything as a community, I'm like, ah, no, we all, we all mm. should, should die. I don't know why that's my reaction. Death, fire and brimstone. But heck, that's how I feel. So, an aspiring social media celebrity. Oh, man. There's been many aspiring social media personalities that have been out here going crazy, doing stuff. So, there was the guy that originally kicked off in uh, February where he uh, tried to make a viral video about having coronavirus on the plane and it had to emergency land. You might remember his name was James and um, he stood up and said... I shouldn't laugh. I seriously shouldn't laugh. But he stood up. And I think I'm laughing at the just ridiculous of this. He stood up and announced that I've been to the capital of the coronavirus and I'm not feeling too well. And um, about two hours into the flight, it had to turn around. He said he hoped 
Uh, he was hoping to get a viral video, but he realized he ruined the flight for a bunch of people. And this was, yeah, in early, early Feb. So, you know, okay, we've got... it's it, Maybe that's not a big deal at that point, right? That's still pretty trashy. Also, Cam, I don't know if it's interesting to you, but the man was the same age as you, 29. Oh, no. You know, 29's a funny age, 39, 49. Any age that ends in nine, people get very, very desperate. I know I've said this fact before, but for those who haven't heard it on the pod, 29, 39, and 49, respectively, are the most common ages to run a marathon. It's not like 29, 30, 31. It's because people are starting to get paranoid about the decade ending and, oh, God, what have I done with my life? I haven't even gone viral for a YouTube prank. (gasps) I know. I'll just fake having coronavirus on a plane. Yes, Ken, this 29-year-old was like, hmm, time to quit my job and be a social media personality, which is an ambitious sort of thing to say and do, but whatever. Okay, we get it. They charged him criminally. Then in Sydney with... Yeah, we've had them in Sydney too. Um, there was a guy who went to a police station and started going like, <coughs> oh, sorry, I have coronavirus. <laughs> I've been tested positive. <laughs> like, epic prank, man. Yeah, coughing and saying I've got the virus. Like, epic win. You totally own them, dude. There was quite a few of those. I've got a text from my buddy. He sent me a message And he's like, dude, Mm. check out all these. While you're pulling it up, I just think like with a prank, at least there is some kind of creative deception or there's like a big setup. But just walking, it's like if I walked up to you and said, like, I'm going to kill myself. There's no reason for you to like assume that that's a joke. Do you know what I mean? It's like uh, you'd go, oh, my God, dude, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it's just it's not even a prank. It's, It's actually manipulation, like, or it's actually... In this case, they're calling it terrorism, right? Like, th- that is not... I think prank to me is is at least... God, do, like, make a make a dummy poo and poo on the ground, but then it's fake poo. You know, like, that's at least, like, a prank. I think saying to you, Cam, like, hey, I, I just saw a comment on your YouTube, dude. I don't know if you've seen it, but they said that you're the worst YouTuber they've ever seen. Like, <laughs> again, there's no reason for you to... Just saying, saying a lie... <laughs> is the lowest prank like form. You don't have to do any hard work. You just make up a lie and, and trust that someone will believe you. And as long as it's uh, enough to will some sort of reaction out of the person, then, then you're fine. Oh, you got triggered. You got owned for reacting how any person would. Like, oh, you idiot. Like, <laughs> Look how weak you are, you, you reacting <laughs> idiot. What, your emotions and your empathy made you do that? Oh, you pussy, bro. <laughs> You're a pussy or something, man. So some of the um, other, what what I would call pranks that have gone on. No, these are crimes. Let's let's be honest. Um, so <laughs> there was yeah the woman who was charged for coughing and spitting in a in a cop's face. There was the uh, people who stole forty nine me- medical face masks from a hospital. There's an elderly woman who deliberately coughed on a nurse before punching the nurse in the face. Oh man. Uh, in the Gold Coast, uh, there are a bunch of bread thieves that ran from the co- cops. Um, with a crack pipe in his butt cheeks and then he tried to cross the Queensland border in a stolen car with misspelt hand-drawn number plates. Like, coronavirus is inspiring crimes all across the country. There was, um, in Raymond Terrace, which is down the road from where I used to live, there was a bogan, no shirt, who was deliberately coughing on a supermarket worker when the worker would refuse to do what he said. There was in Coffs Harbour, (laughs) (laughs) this dude who falsely told the cops he had coronavirus. And finally... 
in Wagga Wagga, there was a weird panic buying of, and this is all just like bizarre Australian stuff that this guy sent me, where people raided all the sex shops to bu- panic buy lubricant. So there's there's a list of like silly 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 crimes. Mm, man, one of the one of the other ones that happened in America was a guy and this is <laughs> I think it's so funny because it's just so low effort and stupid. Um there was a guy that on a piece of paper like ripped out of a notepad <laughs> wrote I have coronavirus and stuck it on his back and then he went <laughs> he went around the shops spraying things with like an, a, an equivalent of Glen 20 in the US like but then he not only got in trouble for saying I have coronavirus but then he was like spraying fruit with with, with Glen 20 and it's like he got charged for like tampering with you know a chemical uh, and, and you know with people's belongings spraying clothes and stuff the logic of that so if I am sick what is spraying your property gonna do for me which I'm not even buying it I'm just spraying and he was walking around spraying everything. It just, oh, it just, man. I have a, I have a way to tie this all up when I conclude this. But I just, why is it that pranksters get that content tunnel vision harder than anyone else? I mean, you don't see, like, you, you just. I guess pranking is a weird industry. To call it an industry is its generous thing. But I just like. Other other big brands have been able to keep their shit together. Like I haven't seen Telstra doing like a, um, you know, call your mum from the hospital type thing, which, you know, like we totally would expect brands to do a bit of more, which you're going to probably touch on later. But pranksters have just not been able to go with any filter. They have just kept the exact same thing of jump on this exact trend. And it just happens that instead of Fortnite, the trend right now is a deadly pandemic. So they've got <laughs> no choice. That Every instinct in their body is saying, well, here's how I've been operating all year. The Fortnite thing I did, I did videos about, you know, 3 a.m. Now I'm doing videos about coronavirus because that'll get the views. And my God, is that not a little messed up? Final judgment. So if you've never listened to the show before, this is the part where we ask, does the content that we've brought to the table prove whether or not God is dead? Bryce, pranksters and COVID crimes and people trying to write everything off as just having a laugh. Is it proof that God's mm. dead? Have I used the um, Year 5 survivor analogy on the pod before? I don't think you have. Okay, so this is how I feel like it is. So when I was in Year 5, Mr. Trembath set up the room so that every table was a different tribe and what would happen is each tribe would have points and if you were badly behaved, your table, your tribe would lose some points and then at the end of the week... You, if you were at the bottom ranking table, you had to vote off someone in your tribe, right? And the, the idea was at the end of the year, one student would remain and they would win a prize for their entire tribe, right? Right. And you'd have immunity and stuff. Like, he, he, he did this. I, I kind of thought it was fun at the time, but speaking out loud about it is a little bit like, oh, what the fuck? But I actually didn't have a problem with it at the time and it didn't seem to be a bad thing. But I was on a table with John Donnelly, um, Josh Hadrill, um, uh, Blaze Matthews, Ra <laughs> Baker, and possibly one other person, but I remember definitely us four were on the table. Now, me, John, and Josh were, like, super well-behaved, and um, so we, we, we were, like, quite deep into the competition, 
and Blaze Matthews started acting up really, really poorly, well, right? It's not like a guy named Blaze. That, that's kind of out, out of character. <laughs> Hey, he's a musician now. I think he's pretty chill. But um, again, breaking uh, the stereotype. Well done. <laughs> Does he also snowboard? Uh, no, 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 not quite. Um, but just lights, shopping trolleys on fire. Blaze had some behavioural problems. I well, he said that he he um that was why he was acting badly. That's what he told us. And so Blaze was acting so badly that he got us last place. And we thought, all right, well, it makes sense that we just vote off Blaze because he was obviously the person causing this to happen, right? Yeah. Blaze gets voted off, but he's still on our tribe. So when he acts badly, we still get in trouble. And Blaze's logic became at that point, well, I'm not in the running anymore, so I'll just act however I want. And then we were quite deep in the competition, and then it was like only a few students left. So we kept getting bottom place, and we just had to keep killing off our own people. So Ra Baker went, then Josh Hadrill, then John, then me. And the only reason we lost was because of Blaze being really, really bad. I think that the world is primary school. (laughs) And no matter how hard you try, there is always going to be a Blaze Matthews who goes, well, ah, well, I'm going to act like this now because we're too, like, it's already bad, or I need to get views, or I need to blah, blah, blah. And so it feeds this loop of, of everyone going, oh, well, he's already breaking quarantine, so I'll do it. Or, or she's doing a prank video, so I'll do it. And I truly think there's always like a, a Blaze Matthews holding the world back, you know? Yeah, I, I really like the analogy. It reminds me of the other one that you can't pee in part of the swimming pool. <laughs> if you pee in the swimming ah. pool, you'll dissipate and go everywhere. And mm. the kid peeing is the Blaze Matthews or the pranksters in the analogy here. That's yeah. atrocious, really. And the other good analogy that I've heard that related this to a primary school class was someone's like, oh, I feel like we're all being kept in the classroom, not being let out to lunch. And there's one kid who's acting out and the teacher's like, well, I'm going to punish you all. And that's what isolation exactly. feels like. And it's like the longer that we all keep staying out and spreading yes. this 5G, the longer that we all stay in, thanks to the naughty kids. God, we're nerds. I, no, I agree, though. Like, um, again, it, it just is another example of why primary school never ends, baby. Like, uh, <laughs> it's you've got pranksters out there. You've got, um, you know, people at Ikea taking selfies. Like, bro, this is not a time to take a selfie. Just get your shit Dude, and run, Dude, it's never man. a time to take a selfie at Ikea. Oh, my God. Oh, Unless I, I, you're Deadpool. <laughs> uh, ooh, <laughs> that's got to hurt. Selfie. <laughs> Pandemic or not, that's just a bad move as a human, just taking a selfie at Ikea. Don't do that. What is, like, there are oh, rules. Bro, there I mean, are rules in life, and that is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you're not pimping out on the display bed. Like, <laughs> this is... Oh, it's like when... <laughs> It's like when people go to the wax museum. I met Brad Pitt. Like, uh, you know, people at Ikea are like, this is my room. It clearly isn't, and it's not funny. Take it off social media before I report you to the fucking police. So is God alive or dead here with these pranksters? We've, we've said our analogy that there are bad blazers out there, but, but what's your conclusion? I think, you know what? I usually give pranksters the benefit of the doubt, and I actually do find prank videos in in some ways really funny but i just think the consequences of this it's it's not the time to be fear-mongering and and you know the going into um ikea sorry going into like the shops and licking ice cream and saying i've got coronavirus doing all this stuff you just can't anticipate what panic that's going to cause and there's a reason that you can't go to the airport and say i've got a bomb you know it will fuck up (laughs) it will fuck up thousands of people's day 
And this is the same terrorist. Like, there's a reason terrorism's illegal and not just a prank, right? It's wet paint, though. You say you say something's wet paint, and people still have to test it for themselves. It's like, don't make bomb jokes. It's like, oh, but a bomb joke would go off right now, huh? Yeah. Like, and I am so desperate. Every bone in my body wants to say a bomb joke when I go to the airport. So I, I semi relate yeah. to. These pranksters who are like, all right, I shouldn't be telling the entire Walmart that I have coronavirus, but oh God, imagine <laughs> if I just did it. It's so attention seeking and it's so yeah. attractive and God, maybe I'm Blaze. The wet wet paint. Nah, I think God, if he made us right, he wouldn't have made us with that instinct to want to touch the paint. So D-E-A-D, I think, yeah, dead in this case. In the in, in this in the case of our fellow human beings just not chilling out. So dead? Big dead. God is dead. Case two. Dr. Kenneth Copeland. Oh, we have some uh, some medical advice on the podcast. Nice. All right. Potentially. So Kenneth Copeland, for those of you who don't know, this is just the Wikipedia, is an American televangelist and author associated with the charismatic movement. He runs the Kenneth Copeland Ministries based in Tarrant County, Texas. Yeah. You probably know his face. His face has seen so much plastic surgery and his TV has seen so much of his face, man. He is on every show. He's the typical, all right, everybody's just got to give now. We've got to keep giving to the church. And he's raised a lot of controversy because on TV, he goes, he evangelizes the word of apparently God. And with all that money that he gets from all these sad, desperate people who just want love in their life, he buys big mansions, private jets, his own airport, and all this other stuff. He lives in luxury off other people's suffering. Now, what does a guy like this do when coronavirus breaks out? He goes on TV (laughs) and he says this. Fear of this... This coronavirus is, is faith in its ability to hurt you or kill you. Uh, <clears throat> the, 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 the fear of what are we going to do? I'm getting laid off at work. Hey, your job's not your source. If it is, you're in trouble. Jesus is your source. Whatever you do right now, don't you stop tithing. Do you hear that, Bryce? Well, isn't it just all so convenient? Now, again, we're not a we're not a religious podcast. Let's not make it sound like we're we're dissing, but it just it just works so well for his business model <laughs> that uh that that's the case, huh? Don't you stop sowing offerings? Well, they won't let us go to church. Well, email it in there, text, give, or something. But you get your tithe in that church. If you have to go, take it down there and drop it off and unstick it under the door or something. Right. He's not saying, "Hey, you can still pray at home. You can still congregate." He's saying, "You can still donate." You get that tithe in that church, you get that offering in that church, and then you go home and you do what we're supposed to do. Don't you stop tithing, Bryce. Don't you stop tithing. Oh, man. It's just very, it's very interesting that the main thing is make sure you can't, don't, don't stop that donating. Look, yeah, fuck praying. Donate. It's pretty crazy. So he's promised all these people. So one of, one of the hallmarks of his televangelization, I, I don't know if that's the noun, is that people, if they donate to the church, they'll get a hundredfold on their investment, quote unquote investment. What is uh-huh. the investment? What do you get back? And it's never money. It'll always be some sort of faith in Jesus, something along those lines. But here he is. Now, we said that we'd sort of relate to these to a personal story. Um, my fiance works in hospitality. When everybody in hospitality lost their job, so did she. So there's a lot of people out there who just are not getting money. Thankfully, Santa Link has kicked in. But even so, 
when you've got a guy who's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and he's asking all these people who's lost their jobs to give him more money. I know he says the church, I know he says God, but let's be honest, it's him more money. He's the one with the private jet, the airport, and the massive, massive mansion. The thing has like its own postcode. Okay, that's an exaggeration. I don't know that for true, but postcode. I've seen the helicopter flyover, flyover footage, and it's pretty freaking bonkers. It's like a small town. So here's what wigs me out. Shouldn't he be giving us money? Isn't that what the church should do? Isn't that what a good, honorable person should do? Am I am I taking the moral higher ground by complaining? Maybe. But screw this guy, right? Yeah, I just... Something about televangelism. Um, it's got a bit of a bad name. So, <laughs> you know, we wonder we wonder what these donations are going to. Uh, I, I am very curious to see how it in like returns a hundredfold. Is that through the love of God? Or is like is God seeing my donation and, and sort of, you know... I have a suspicion this guy may be a bit of a brat. Brat he may be. He may also be the honourable preaching man that he claims to be. But when he's asking people for their money, we know that a lot of these people won't have jobs again until the coronavirus is over. And that might only be over when we find a vaccine. So I was like, I wonder what this guy has to say about the coronavirus vaccine. So firstly, he said that the coronavirus was a weak strain of the flu and that uh, the fear of it was a sin and putting faith in the devil. He did not agree with pastors that cancelled their services to coronavirus saying, I want you in my church. If we have to pass out thermometers, if we have to find one with a fever, let's get it healed right there. What do you do if you get it? Big deal. So he he's kind of implying that he can heal it. Now, the last time there was something kind of similar that related to this was in Tarrant County, USA, the, the county where he preaches. In 2013, there was a measles outbreak, which is something that we have a vac- vaccination for, which was attributed to press to the anti-vaccination sentiments expressed by members of the Copeland Ministries, the Kenneth Copeland Ministries. So I was like, all right, is he a bit anti-vax? I found an even more recent video of him preaching since he asked people not to stop tithing that went like this. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. I execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand. I demand. I demand. A vaccination to come immediately. Yes. He demands a vaccination to come immediately. Loving um the ad libs in the background. Can I just say uh some really really everyone needs a hype man. Yeah. Okay. So here's a guy who has not only been accused of his anti-vaccination sentiment causing a measles outbreak. He's not only said that it's a weak strain of the flu. He's not only said while people are jobless to keep tithing during coronavirus, now he's demanding God gives us a vaccination. Not the scientists, not the doctors, God. Final judgment. So, Bryce, Dr. Kenneth Copeland and his hot takes on coronavirus, is it proof, even though he's a man of the God, and yes, this is not an anti-religious podcast, is it proof that God is dead? Yeah, look, I think it's dangerous when you've got a person without the qualifications giving the scientific or medical advice, right? And especially someone who's in a position of authority that people trust. Um, I, I don't know if he should be saying... 
it's fine to come and hang out in groups. Come on. Um, even though he's also saying, we need a vaccine. Come on. He's just, he's throwing too many things in the pan and trying to fry it all up at once. I think cook the ingredients separately, man, or just, you know. It reminds me of another news story that came in Guatemala of this guy who pretended to be a doctor who invented the coronavirus vaccine and he was starting to get money from all these people, oh all these God. helpless punters. Yeah, this is pretty messed up, dude. Uh, all these helpless people who are like, oh my God, I need the vaccination because I don't want to die. I don't want my children oh. to die. Like, cashing in on desperation is the worst thing you can do. And yet, this guy's doing that in the exact same way. And I'm like, he eventually was arrested. That actually reminds me of these two Aussie YouTubers who went to visit a chiropractor and on their channel because they said that they were dying and that their videos were going to come to an end. And it turns out this was all just a big collab to get the chiropractor more subscribers. It's a whole massive thing that one day we'll talk about it on the podcast. But medical YouTubers or medical guys trying to get clout, you just got to wonder if a, if a doctor comes out with an announcement, check the, check the Instagram. Make sure he's not also doing these uh, sponsored posts, you know? It's very true. So I guess with, a, with this whole episode, it's been about how coronavirus is exposing some of the worst human behaviours out there. We've got the pranksters who are still attention-seeking and we've got these greedy, greedy people who are still seeking all the money from all, all the sad people out there. And you would hope, and this is this is, I think, where I say God must be dead, that in a crisis that would wake people up to maybe some of their sins but clearly it hasn't clearly it hasn't i think uh anybody who's been through a big death will know this after a big death you tend to change quite a lot of things about yourself it's a sobering moment and you cut out a lot of the bullshit you sort of i mean all death is different obviously but by and large there's a trend of people being like all right i care a little bit less what people think about me in general you can strip back usually some people have have large revelations so you think with a world crisis that the same effect might take place. But no, 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 no. These people are still out there doing their dumb stuff. Kenneth Copeland is still telling people that they cannot stop tithing, even though, and he even mentions this, they don't have jobs. And then he downplays the fact that they are unemployed by saying, well, it's all about Jesus at the end of the day. Easy for someone to say when they have a $3.6 million jet and an absolute mega mansion. Yes, and no doubt we'll be seeing a few selfies from him being like, damn, so bored in isolation in a few uh, ah. in a few weeks when he's banned from going to the church and he has to try and act like still in the news feed being like, oh, guys, I am so bored. Sorry, that's just my butler in the background, you know, like tone, tone deaf, but in this guy's case... Really, really, really selfish, huh? Absolutely, man. And because the selfishness hasn't been washed away in some sort of Noah's Ark-style cleansing, I think God must be dead. Because if this is my first and hopefully only pandemic, I'm a little bit disappointed that there aren't more people truly repenting for their sins while they're trying to preach about it. God's definitely dead. Yo! There we go. Damn, we, it's it's hard to resist that Corona topic. <laughs> it's so freaking hard. Maybe maybe we're also cashing in on Corona clout. 
Who knows? Maybe we'll we'll do one on one off while this is going. So we'll try to talk about other stuff while the rest of the internet also tries to do the same. Which I guess is a case in itself. Just how many news stories have slipped by the wayside because oh man, is, is yes. winning the click. My God, I um. And if you have stuff that you've been seeing, because of course the God Squad is getting bigger. Um, please send us through your um your pics. Scotty said not clickbait on Instagram. I actually um uh, am using a burner phone at the moment because it's a very long story. I am very good at spinning my phone on my finger. I spun one too many times and it's been an absolute nightmare to get a new phone. I know everyone's saying just get one, but I'm trying to get it on a new plan and that's a whole thing. So um sorry if there's some DMs just sitting there. Um it's um usually it's me that um that is the uh operator normally so Gans had to be doing some guest logins but um yeah feel free to keep sending them through and we'll um we'll definitely try to have some in the pod um we've got a guy researching the best way to hopefully jump on at what we thought could be fun is not necessarily like a live stream show because i think Cam, I don't know about you. I think they're probably getting a bit old for a lot of people. It's like, yes, we know that Instagram Live exists kind of thing. Oh, man. Yeah, I just don't want to subject myself to, <laughs> to that and then feel like I'm a meme. I, also because I don't watch Fully. Instagram Live. I, I like no, it's not a long-term thing. You don't sit down for a night on Instagram. Um, but we... God, I hope there's a music festival I can go to. <laughs> we were talking to our friend uh, about what could be just a cool way to literally just meet some of the listeners and and hang out in a in a session which isn't necessarily like a a big bravado show but um cam i mean you and i were saying that could be something cool to do that's a bit more low-key you sound like a youth group leader who's trying to get like mild christians to come to their <laughs> youth group You're like it's not the hey, preacher hey, or anything no pressure. <laughs> chilling out just drinking a bit of diet coke and eating some pizza man it's chill bro you should just come like it's it's just it's not like the whole big church that your parents go to oh doesn't matter if you weren't baptized bro everyone's Welcome, everyone's welcome, man. In, in the house of the J man, something like that. But um, we'll uh, we'll think about that for the for the future. Uh, we we'll see what our mate comes back with a way that that can all work. But Cam, your Instagram for people to check you the hell out. It's Struthless sixty nine. Bryce, yours is Bryce V Mills. And God is dead. Is God is dead? Not clickbait. We'll see you there, and we'll see you next Monday. Love we you. fucking run Mondays. Love you. Case closed.